Welcome to episode 94 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. How you doing this week? Hey, Tim. Um, great. Doing good. I went on a nice long hike today and I'm just like wiped. So I okay. cannot do anything besides just talking to a microphone. Well, I'm point. not wiped, but I am hyped. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that works too. <laughs> Before we get into what I'm hyped over, okay. bring your topic to the table. What are we talking yes. about today? So I thought a good topic could be to talk about any hobbies we have that are not video game related, because obviously that's the primary thing we talk about. So, you know, figured could see uh, some other things that we might be into, you know, things you like to do on your downtime. So, okay. You were just saying you were going hiking. I actually do that a lot. Like I'll pick whatever okay. trail on this all trails app and go I love with that a group app, of friends <laughs> and, uh, you know, pick a random spot and hike it. It could be three miles. It could be 10 miles. I don't know. Just yes. whatever looks interesting and us just kind of picking apart and just uh, going the majority of the day, I'd say. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. I do like it. It's not something that I do a lot on my own. Like, I'm not usually the one who initiates it, but my brother is huge into this stuff. And okay. anytime he invites me, I'll usually try to, you know, go along with him. It's funny because my brother... Not only is he a hiker, but he um, like for his job and for what he wants to do, he, like he's getting his his master's right now. Master's in what? So it's uh, I'm, I forgot the actual term, but <laughs> okay. it's the it's the study of fungi and mushrooms. Like, okay, that's his thing, Dope. right? Yeah, I remember I, you I, saying I, that. I just now cannot, that you say not that. remember. Yeah. All, now it's gonna about. Hold on, I need to know what the term is. But of all things, I mean, me I know personally. I think that's like the coolest he could be studying. Oh, it's it's mycology. That's, that's what it is. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think I'm it's really cool. It. And and so along with his knowledge of all the mushrooms and all that stuff, he's developed like this really really vast knowledge of just anything that's out there: trees, insects, you know, okay. whatever. It's it's yeah. actually really cool. So every time I go with him, you know, uh, today for example was like I think it was five miles for the whole hike, but we walked well over five miles just because he's like, oh guys, come over here, come over here. Yeah. This right here is yada, 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 you know? Okay. So it's interesting. And I, I brought my, it was myself, my dad, my brother, and my son. And my son, I'll give him credit. He's like, you know, this kid's four years old. And he he walked with us the whole way. Didn't really yeah, but that's a cool you know? little, like, generational thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. I love, the grandson, I love that part. The son, yeah. the father, the brother. That's pretty cool. thought that was yeah. cool. It was fun. De again, it's not my thing per se, but it's starting to become more of a thing I do regularly. Because, well, you should oh, do it more. I, yeah, I love I it. Like I it. think it's great. So I think it's a lot of fun. And yeah. when I got home, I was like, I felt so exhausted, but I felt good. I was like, okay. Yeah. I did my, you know, physical activity for today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then it's cool to do whatever else. So, okay. So I guess we share that one in common. Yeah. How about yeah, you? Is there another one that comes to um, mind? I mean, there's a lot of things like uh, I like video editing, audio editing, and like general. Sure. So I'll mess with that sure. a lot. Well, then leads into the camera itself, just taking mm -hmm. photos, taking videos of different stuff out there. I really love like messing with my camera. Like it's a big uh, pastime of mine. Um, I enjoy, I mean, I'm big into skating. Like I've said in a previous episode, I used to skateboard a lot and it's led into longboarding. And uh, oh, okay. we'll go to a college nearby and just longboard all throughout the big uh, campus. And it's really fun. So, okay, that's I a good that. one. Um, I love just going downtown, getting some drinks, you know, socializing downtown. It's always good. Uh, having 
friends and just company in general over to like a house doing a bonfire cooking some food having yep, gatherings yep. like that's always good so i don't know just kind of throwing out different ones there that yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I do them sure sure um so kind of in line with what you're saying obviously some of those i share as well like specifically the the friends getting together and kind of just you could be doing nothing, just chilling, yeah. taking a walk, whatever. That, I mean, that's I'm always down for that. But more specifically, I like to invite people over and like play, you know, card games, board games, stuff like that. Just kind of pass the time playing. You know, we already love Taboo. That's like a big one we play a lot. I don't like, know Taboo. What's Taboo? Okay, so Taboo is is like this. Let's say there's eight of us, right? And you split it up into teams of two teams of four. And you sit. Uh, every other person is your teammate, right? So let's say me and you opposite teams, me you, then my wife, then your wife, right? It's like okay. every other every person next to you is not your teammate, basically. Okay. Anyway, yeah. and the point of the game is the person whose turn it is, they grab a card. On the card, you have some sort of term, name, whatever, a noun usually. And you have to get your teammates to say said noun without using any of the four words. That's why they call it taboo. Like you can't say these four words, right? Okay. So the word might be, the word might be, um, let, let, let's just say rhythm, right? Okay. And then you're not allowed to say music or um whatever okay. any word okay. that would make okay. it really easy okay. to know okay. what you're talking about right you can't say it and it gets really fun because you just start coming up with these kind of wacky ways to get them to say what you want them to say it's really fun actually and the person next to you has like this little squeaker and they watch you closely they watch your card so i'm okay. like um um it's the rhythm and then i said rhythm i'm saying so they squeak you boom you lose a point but okay. if you can get them to okay. say it you get a point and you grab a new card and you keep going, going, going. It's how a great much game to play with. Um, time, how much time do you have? Do you have a time limit? You have a little hourglass, but I want to okay. say it's a minute, probably a okay. minute of time. Okay. And uh, it's really, really fun. And then once you, I throw mean, I would few, totally play that. That sounds good to me. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Once you throw a few drinks in there, obviously it becomes yep. like <laughs> really funny. So, so yeah, we love, we love doing that. Uno, obviously that's, that's a, a big yeah, one. We yeah, play yeah. here a lot too. I'd say aside from that, the only other one I haven't mentioned really is I, I like um, exercising. Like I like going to – I always try my best to get to the gym during the week if I can. I just kind of – I enjoy learning new things about how to work these muscles and these exercises are good for this. and st- All that kind of stuff really does interest me, even though there's days where I really don't feel like doing it. But I do find it interesting. And when I do go, I really feel great. you know. So um, that stuff is something I really like to do a lot too. I just wish I could do it more, but it's so hard to do it these days. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I was very active and I do like need to be more active in my uh, adult life for sure. Even hiking aside or just walk around talking about all that. I mean, it's better than just me sitting on my butt watching TV all day, Of course, but I still want to take it further and actually, you know, um, I've been taking big steps and not eating this or that and getting my diet better, but I need to be actually running, exercising, whatever. Um, I do need to, I'm always having that in the back of my head of wanting to improve that part and have like remember to do so then try to fit something in real quick but right, for right. sure i want to get better at exercising that's yeah dude for sure, honestly the way i i find that is the best way to um kind of like get into it and and be, make it a regular thing is like get someone to kind of like hold you to it you know so i have like this group chat with my friends and we've been lately like hey you do you do something today you run today you work okay. out today whatever you know it's like little things like that or i mean i can even do it to you if you want hey tim you do something today <laughs> um but hey, besides maybe, that, I'll, maybe like, i'll message you and be like hey yeah actually start getting on my yeah. case if i'm not doing x y and z dude and, and, and again it doesn't it doesn't have to be um the way i think of it is like this right 
some days if i really have time i'll go to the gym for like an hour and i'll do everything i want to do right yeah but other days i'm like it's so busy it's so crazy so at home i'll just like while i'm watching tv i'll try to do like a few sets of some push-ups or like something simple at home and already that still is probably you know 50 percent more than most people yeah. are doing you know who are so busy like us so um yeah any little thing helps you know but again, it sounds like you definitely are active. It's just you're yeah, not doing a specific, it's, I'm not really thing. specifically exercising. Right, and that's right, right. what I really do want to start doing. Yeah, yeah, man. It's um, there's a lot of, I guess they call them like challenges and stuff like that, where people are like, oh, do a hundred push-ups a day or whatever, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to sit there and do a hundred push-ups in a row, but you can do ten now. Then an hour later, you do ten more. You know, it's like stuff like that will kind of help you. That yeah, makes it kind of like a fun thing, you know, to do along with someone else or my only cheat to me exercising is the fact that i love skating and so anytime i go out there and skate for a few hours i'm sweating i'm exhausted and that that is my exercise but unless (laughs) i did that like daily i wouldn't want to count as such but yeah i get it or even three times a week you know what i'm really doing is maybe once every two weeks i'm actually going out there on my board so if sure, I made sure. that more of a hobby, maybe that could sort of be because I just want that extra thing. You know, like I always it's weird over anything else. I'm just fighting boredom. So if I of could course. find a way to just, hey, maybe I should just skate more. And maybe yeah. that alone would do be all I need. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's totally reasonable. There's people who. Okay, like I understand my daughter is very young at this point, but I know some of the girls that she dances with who are older and the amount of time of time they spend dancing and doing all that stuff. It's like they just stay fit. You know, it's like such so much physical activity, you know, to to bring it back to the video game side of things. If that's why I kind of would like to get more into the VR stuff, if I can find a good reason to at some point, because when I was like doing like Beat Saber and stuff like that, that was cool. It was fun. I was sweating. I was like working up a sweat, you know. So if I can um, find at some point some reason to buy, you know, whatever VR headset and I get into stuff like that, that could be a cool thing. Well, else, listen, you know, I'm going to be I'm, I'm super serious here. So, yeah, uh, I was when I was in VR doing Beat Saber and I was doing uh-huh. this for about three months. Sure. I would I had this app. It's called Why You Are. You can download it. iPhone, okay. Android, and okay. it connects to whatever VR thing you're doing. Right, so Steam, oh, okay. Steam has a YUR app on it, right? Oh, okay. So it integrates in your Steam, and anytime you do any VR, it's counting your movements, counting your calorie loss, counting your exercise, work, all of that. That's so awesome. whenever okay. I was doing this, I'm gonna see if I can find it here and show you. But I was getting tons of exercise because I was using the app and seeing my monthly progress. And I was making big strides, and it was making me want to play Beat Saber, even if I necessarily That's didn't awesome. want to, because I was like, well, I at least need to do like 30 minutes. But then it always bled into like an hour and a half because I was having so much fun with it. And then so I set up my own little area, put down a mat, and was just going in all these different songs that I downloaded to Beat Saber and working out. And I was getting tons of calorie loss. And I, I remember in that three-month stretch, I – think i lost 15 pounds so like if not 20 it was definitely working and i was definitely sweating a bunch and uh it was really really fun and i totally forgot that i did that it was sometime last year i totally forgot and i think i'm gonna start that back up 
and yeah, that okay. could yeah, be, be a reason for you to get vr now here's the problem that doesn't mean psvr because one they don't even have Pete saber on that thing two you definitely want steam integration and all of and workout yes. apps and all of that so yes. what you could do is the whole quest route right and just buy like a uh, wired cable that connects to uh the quest to your pc if you want better visuals either way it will work in your benefit, especially if trying to work out because you can disconnect from your cable and set up and, and work in your own little isolated area outside of being directly next to your computer. If you can find a better space in your house somewhere else, wherever the case is, you don't have to be tethered to a cable while working out. That always causes a big problem. The very moment that cable has gone, even just the weight of that cable alone being out from pulling the back of your head as you're playing really helps. And the quest is a great workout utensil. So that really could be a thing you could go down. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to look into that. Cause like I said, there are, there are days where, you know, I get home from work. I got to bring the kids to this, that, you know, by the time I'm done, with all that, it's, you know, seven 30 PM, you know, if I could squeeze in a quick, you know, beat saver session or whatever game Creed or whatever, those other ones that people play, yeah. I mean, regardless yeah, cool, of what you know? play, it will, it will, work up your activity into a chart so it's really That's neat. cool yeah i like that when i have more space you know when i move into a new place eventually or whatever um i'd like to keep this computer that i currently have and make this like a vr computer you know like use it just yeah. exclusively for vr stuff put it out in the living room or something and then you know get myself a new computer nice top of the line and that could be my my normal everyday yeah. use computer gotcha. you know so yeah that's the plan but um but yeah it's not, i'm like trying to think i'm like man i'm boring i'm, I'm trying to think of anything else but really <laughs> those are like the main things like do obviously i love tv and movies i mean i guess that's close to video games but it's different i'm like annoying to watch a movie with because i can't just watch a movie and just move on like i have to talk about it and i gotta analyze it and then i gotta look up what other people say you know that's kind of yeah, i mean I, I i love doing that myself too so. <laughs> especially yeah. which is why should, we do I, this i guess right 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 yeah, yeah. I should say, especially TV shows, though, like TV shows, I can't watch one episode without, you know, it's like, like, think of it this way. You know, you and your wife are watching TV. You finish the episode. Oh, my God, that was so good. Let's watch another one. My wife says right away. I'm like, hold on, hold on. I need five minutes. I got to go on Reddit. I got to see the discussion for episode, season one, episode one. I want to see what everyone said. I want to see if I missed anything, you know. So that's how I've always. Yeah, I have stuff. memories I, I just... of doing that with some shows and then other shows just not. So I don't, yeah, I don't know some... why. I, there's some I, that I depends, don't, but, but I can definitely, sh- I've definitely done that on, let's say Last of Us. I was doing that on Last right, of Us. Right, right, right. If there's a show that I'm really enjoying, I'll probably do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I love doing that. Other than that, man. Um, drinking and, and like, uh, I love beer talk. I mean, I could, I, yeah. I'm really about that. That's cool. Sure. Um, yeah. Jesse's, Jesse's head just popped up in the corner. <laughs> What'd you guys say? <laughs> um... I like okay this is this is not very specific but just in general I like tinkering with things whether whether that be physical things with your hands or or something digitally and let me explain what I mean like okay for example my wife the other day was doing like this um this competition at work it's like a walking thing how many steps can you get you know all the steps okay. whatever and uh she has a Samsung phone she has Samsung Health yeah and the app that they were using is something called like Counted or something like that and it wasn't translating over like her watch was not translating over to the thing. So I had to sit there for like 45 minutes and like find a workaround. You download this uh, app and you switch this setting, whatever, yeah. like that kind of stuff. I really like doing. I think it's fun to figure things out, you know, and it doesn't have to be just with the phone at school. Someone says, 
I can't get my computer to do this thing. I want to teach this lesson and use this. Pro. So I'll sit down for a while and I'll come back. They're like, how did you figure that out? I'm like, I just started Googling stuff, YouTubing stuff. <laughs> and here we are an hour later, you know? So that kind of stuff really interests me. I find it really fun and interesting. And I know you're the same way, obviously. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could super lean into what you were just saying. Like, I, I get real stubborn and get really just like, especially if I can't figure something <laughs> same, out. Something same pops here. up and it's like, I'm searching for like five minutes, end up realizing it's a way deeper rabbit hole. And I go down it. I'm like four hours later. Right. Everything <laughs> apart. Like, oh, my God, what is happening? And I just yep. I get obsessed over trying to resolve this, you know, issue. I'm the same. And I'm the same yeah, exact yeah, way. Right. Yeah. Like my the, the most recent example is my I have a few lights in my apartment that are um, I control with Alexa, like the, the Philips okay. Hue lights, mm -hmm. which is like really cool. I have, yeah, like, I have well, one I, in my uh, yeah. room here next. To yeah, me. I have one in my bedroom. There's a few out in the living room and then there's two there used to be. Sorry, I should say the living room used to have a lamp that had two of them in it and we got a new lamp and it only could hold one. So I was like thinking this is problem that I've had with the kids at night, like every night. My, my daughter, can I have the color this night? And my son the next night, can I have the color? Uh, this night? They always fighting. Okay. Right. So yeah, I was like, hold yeah. on. What if I get this second bulb, get another yes. lamp, put it on there. So I popped it in there. But of course, it's not that simple. I have to go back to Alexa. I have to reprogram everything. You have to like okay. even changing the names to a specific thing. Tim's light, Rudy's light. And then yeah. when you say it out loud to Alexa, then that will recognize it, but okay. it won't right away. You have to restart. You know, it's like a whole thing, but yeah. I finally yeah. got it working. It's like, it felt so good. I was supposed to play video games too during that break. I like dropped my daughter off at dance <laughs> and like four hours later, I had to pick her up and she's like, Oh, did you play your game? I'm like, no, no I just, I just did, I just did this bulb. light bulb stuff for you guys <laughs> the whole time. So yeah, any yeah. sort of tinkering, whether it be physically or, you know, digitally or however you want to describe it. Um, I like stuff like that too. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I think that's all I can think of at the moment though. But yeah, I'm glad I got to hear a few more extra hobbies from you. It sounds like we share some, but, um, um, but yeah, oh, of course. It. Um, I, I'd be really stupid to say music. I am very, very, it is, oh, yeah, it is my most important favorite yeah. thing in my life. Uh, yep. going to as many shows, uh, making it myself of just trying to come up with different beats, just, Sure. anything and everything relate i mean just i'll just sit down 30 minutes not have anything else visually playing and just will right. listen to music and uh that, that's great you know i just really just way too much about it i mean as far as i can go back i'm, I'm thinking nine years old having this like cassette player it was like a, like a 90s uh star wars like r2d2 shaped uh cassette player thing and then basically i would record songs off the radio on it and then just make like a mixtape and then just like play the whole mixtape back you know in my room at night being like nine or ten just listening to it playing whatever with toys while i'm listening to it and then i just kind of bled that into you know uh burning cds and like the napster yep. days and all of that but i just always been obsessed i remember i mean i remember using spotify way when it was only just a web browser thing on pc yes, and yes. being really really into just making different playlists and adding a ton of music on there and i've always been obsessed over just obtaining new music finding new artists and listening to it a bunch and just partaking in music in any way i can Sure. Um, shows being one of the funnest things to partake when it comes to music. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. I think that's so cool. I love music. I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I listen to as much music as you do, but I do really enjoy it. It's not like a daily 
it's not like I can't go one day without listening to music. I'm not like that. But I do listen to it quite a bit and always enjoy it. I mean, I, I can't understand someone who doesn't like music at all. That would kind of blow my mind if I ever saw that. But I know people like that around. Well, there, there are some people I was listening to. Uh, what was it? The Office podcast. It's like Angela and Pam from The Office. They just right. do their own show talking about it or whatever. And I remember uh, Pam, she was going on of how like... Um, music's not really a thing with her so like whenever she would go on road trips <laughs> that's so weird she tried really hard to make like a mix cd or whatever like that because she would have to drive long distances i think to record the show in the beginning before she moved or something like that i don't know some but she was mentioning something about how she basically will just hear whatever's on the radio and you know she'll dance or whatever gathering or something like that but it but it's nothing she would ever just consume on her own time at, at the see. house or anything like that it would have to be some sort of event for music gotcha. and it, it just kind of like whoa i didn't it it kind of shocked me because i didn't know people like all, i'm so consumed by it I, I never thought of it in a way of like what once a week maybe hearing a song is very yeah, very that's... weird for me but yeah, I went to a show like, I guess it's hard to remember. A few days oh, ago, I saw you but post it was, about it, yeah. it was Silverstein and the band opening for them. Well, two different ones, but one of them was Dayseeker. They've blown up a lot over the last two or three years. So people listening okay. may know who they are. I think over Silverstein. Silverstein is some uh, band I've listened to since like 2003, I want to yep. say. Um, yep. But uh it was incredible honestly one of the better shows that i've ever went to which is awesome because uh it's been a while since they've even been to a show so great. be one of the better ones it was it was a great great time uh was really cool is like towards the end of the night they did the whole like oh we're leaving but clearly oh yeah come back. <laughs> of course and, uh, everyone's chanting them to come back they come back and they're like all right guys um since the pit has been so great tonight and i have yet to even like oh well right before they came back i was the whole night i was standing right next to the stage over to the right i was like i could probably like high five one of them right i'm just oh, wow, kind of okay. right there at the front but it's one of those venues to where like you just everyone gets general mission you just kind of go wherever you want whenever they were coming back i was like oh man i haven't been in the pit all night and i kind of want to do it just a bit so i go and move into it they come back out and they're like since the pit has been so great tonight we're gonna play our hardest song we ever recorded right now and i just want this whole place for the next four minutes to just <laughs> go insane kind of deal and then, sure. uh, so they start, and I'm telling you, like, one of the coolest pits I've seen in a long time, because even though it was really crazy, everyone was super, super respectful, super, uh, the very moment anyone fell, they're helping them back up. Um, if there's, like, a female in the mix, they're making sure to kind of, like, lightly hit them instead of hitting them harder. I was just seeing all the little things where it's like, dang, people are being really, really nice in this pit, but it, it's still somehow one of the crazier ones that I've ever been in terms of the aggressiveness. So it was a really nice, cool balance there. And uh, anyway, and they were just playing the hardest thing they've ever recorded, like I said. And That's it was awesome. just with, I mean, I don't know. The lights were going so crazy to where I could see if somebody had slight issues with that, they would easily be seizuring out at that point. But <laughs> um, it was just, it was a, it was dope. So 
anyway, that's awesome, man. but uh, Very cool. I've been, I don't know, you know, like, let's say I've been to play be 50 individual shows. And within that may have seen like 120 groups as a whole. So it's, it's sure. a big part of me just constantly trying to find an excuse to go somewhere for a show. So I want to say that yeah. we're talking about hobbies. That's a big part of it. Yeah. I've um again, I, I really love music a lot too. Even if it's not something that I'm like doing every day, 24 seven, but any opportunity I get, someone invites me to a show or what I, what I like about the bands that I like to see in person is, I think of a lot of friends of mine who they have these artists that they really love that are really huge artists. And the only time they ever get to see them, they're sitting in some big stadium and they're like 50 rows up. Right. Yeah. I think it's so cool that a lot of the artists, the few artists that I really, really have liked a lot and go to see, you can get right up close to them. I mean, when I went to see the last um, time I saw Hoobastank, it was awesome. I was like five feet away from that. I could reach out and touch the guy's freaking yeah. arm or something. You know, I think that's there so cool. There really is. Close. I mean, on paper, sure, you could be like, yeah, that sounds cool. But, like, when you're actually very next to the band in person, it's so much better. It's awesome. Yeah. Than just, I, just sitting in the top balcony. Right. You know, right. It's it's so cool. Like, they're looking at you, singing all the words. Yeah. They're singing yeah. them, too. Like, I, I love that. Now, I'm not saying, you know, because I have one or two artists I like that are big time. Like, I love, like, Dua Lipa. I want to go see one of her Look, shows. Look, I, yeah, I would go world. if I just had to, right? Like, okay, I'm going to a big, gigantic artist, and I have to sit in the balcony. Well, it's better than not going at all. That's right, still exactly, cool. I'm yeah. still going to do it. But, yes, if I can get right right up on it, it's a great experience. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, again, I think there's many things where you can say, this person's not into this thing. And you can be like, okay, that's that's their opinion. But I have trouble understanding someone who doesn't like music at all. Like, I don't mean <laughs> you don't listen to music all the time. I mean, never, ever, ever do you like to listen to music. There's no yeah, there's yeah. no songs that you like. There's no artists that you like. There's no song that you know the words to. That blows my mind, honestly. So <laughs> I, 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 the same way I feel about video games is kind of like that, where I think there's definitely music out there that someone would like. You just got to find the right music. That's all. Everyone has music that they'll like. Come on, there's no way yes, that you yes, wouldn't yes. like something, you know? So. Yeah, it, it is like somebody just like disregarding video games, and it's like, come on, I I guarantee you, I could find you something you would like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the last thing I'll say before we move on is, um, this is kind of a random, you know, like colliding of two worlds that happened to me recently. So my dad has always been very much into like classical music. He loves music from a, a lot of other countries. It's like. Whatever, but classical music is the biggest one, right? Yeah. So any, I dig it. The, yeah, I love classical. I think it's really nice. I don't like go out of my way to listen to it, but yeah. it's right here. I think it's great. And then I never made this connection. My dad's like, and my dad doesn't know anything about video games, by the way. My dad's like, hey, do you know a game named Final Fantasy? I'm like, do I? Of course. <laughs> they make uh, talk about classical music. They I, make right, some of the right. greatest. He, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he's like one time. He's like one time recently I saw you play a game and you left the TV on. And wow. I was listening. I heard the song. I think I was playing Final Fantasy 15. I want to say. I think it was okay. the, the the menu music. Anyway, he's like, you left the game on, and I I went and looked at it, and it said Final Fantasy, and I forgot to ask you about it, but I love the song. He's like, I thought it was so beautiful and everything. I was like, oh wow. man, you have no idea. There's so <laughs> much out there. So then I no, started just showing tell him. him Nabu Umumatsa? Yeah, or Metsu, whatever his name is. I know exactly what you're talking about. If you just gave him that artist and had him run with it, I guarantee you he would love it. There's no way. I mean, he's one uh, of the I'm best in the him. industry. That's what it, that's what you need. You need to give him the name and have him follow him and, and get, dig into his work because he would love it. I showed him the song the song from Final Fantasy VIII when you first turned the game on, like the first cutscene. You yeah. remember that? Yeah. 
I showed him that. He was like, oh, this is great. I love this. Whatever. So I'm like, yeah. so yeah, so I'm going to have to give him his name. But I thought that was cool. I was like, yeah, see, you can make all these connections anywhere. So. All right. Well, yeah, Let's man. All get right. Let's get into some video game stuff. The news here. There is a lot happened this week. But over anything else, story number one. I Well, first, before I say what it is. Sure. Before this week happened, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty equally excited about Zelda and Final Fantasy 16. They both look incredible or whatever. Right. I, like, I don't know if I'd be able to decide. Now I'm like, Zelda by a landslide, but maybe it's just <laughs> because, like, it's about to come out. And, I've, and I know right. that. And I know I'm about to get my hands on it. But man, that trailer of three minutes did far more oh, for dude. me than that thirty minutes of Final Fantasy we got to see, is basically. And I don't know if you even watched that. But I did. This, I this did trailer watch it. is like, whoo! Final Fantasy—they're throwing everything and they're throwing way too much. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to see that. I don't know if I want to see that. It, it super great. I loved it. We'll get to it. So but good. this three-minute trailer is on some whole other level of like, man, I didn't realize I was this much more into zelda i really think i am because this yeah. trailer got me hard they know how to do <laughs> launch trailers specifically because i remember the launch trailer for breath of the wild was so epic and i watched it so many times because yeah. it was just incredible yeah. it got me so pumped the music and this one too man oh my god it just it started off like pretty pretty like tame i was like oh this is cool i like this and then it just starts ramping up and it just oh, it gets so cool man just love this yes it's a great trailer. Uh, I even said, like, if you even if you're not into Zelda, you gotta appreciate this trailer. Like, come on, mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm, no way you mm -hmm. can't. So, I've sort of put this whole breakdown here and going into different segments all over the whole trailer. It gets into a bunch of theories. It gets into a bunch of confirmed things as well. A whole lot to talk about. A whole lot to talk about. I did not realize even when I watched it a few times, I was like, man, this trailer is amazing. But when I started to dig and find all of these different theories and what it matches with Zelda lore and all of that way bigger than I ever imagined. So I'm super, super hyped to get into this. And I remember being super excited when breath of the wild was coming out. And uh, I'm trying to think of a moment to where I wasn't right. It was probably the DS games for the last time I was kind of like, yeah, I'll play it, but I'm not like super stoked, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It's still been a long time, though. Like, Breath of the Wild was still 2017. It's it's so crazy. Been, it's been, like, many years, it's technically, years. That's crazy. since I've been this excited for a video game. Right? I, I'm so yeah. just like, wow, I cannot believe how just stoked I am. Anyway, so there's a lot to talk about the trailer, but before I even start digging into it, just... I mean, in general, we just let's just say we're being critic. This clearly just 10 out of 10, right? Masterpiece oh of a God. trailer. Yeah, right? 100%, 100%. The trailer, I don't know how the game is going to be, although I have a suspicion it's going to be very good, obviously. <laughs> the trailer, that's how you do a trailer. You know, that's how you get people excited. I saw so many posts of, I wasn't going to get the new Zelda, but after that trailer. <laughs> hey, hey, so, hey, yeah. No longer am I seeing, oh, $70 DLC. Oh no way God, you're saying that after so... seeing this trailer. <laughs> I really, I still can't believe there's people like that out there. But yeah, I, 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 no, think I, I, I think, I think this shut it down. Uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. It looks okay. fantastic, man. So I'm sort of <laughs> jumping into segments, and I'm kind of, kind of be jumping over it technically in terms right. of if you were just watching the trailer, it wouldn't make sense in the order I'm going here. But let's just focus on one thing at a time. One. Okay. I just noticed there's a lot of companionship going on. 
right? There's yes. a scene where he's standing amongst like villagers and Goron people, I did see and that. they're yep. all with weapons ready to go to battle. Um, there's another bit where he's just straight up fighting alongside of uh, Zor, dude, the prince. I forget it. Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, but you're fighting right alongside him, and it looks almost like the way the camera's working. It's not just oh they happen to be fighting. You can kind of fight with them. Like they're clearly the AI is reacting to you, and it's almost like a little co-op thingy with the AI fighting with you with monsters. So I was like, hmm, there's a bit more going on here. And then it shows another bit where the prince running with a girl from the desert land, right? And then there's a final one where he's sort of hanging out with uh, the main bird guy, his son. His name is like Tulin, and he's sort of diving and hanging out with, with him. And then there's another right. bit to where like the villagers are actually attacking goblins and other various enemies at like a gate to a village. Uh, there's another bit to where you're escorting a bunch of villagers in a cart, almost like a bit in Twilight Princess, but I don't know if you remember that. I do. I do remember that. There's a lot of like interactions with players and them fighting with you. And we never got any of that Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was a very isolated experience. So, one, now we know this because of the trailer, and that, that that excites me to just sort of fight along buddies and uh, random villagers and stuff. So it was cool. Yeah, I th- I hope they do something cool with that because, you know, it's been a long time, but thinking back on Breath of the Wild, I don't feel like we really had that much, like, companionship. No, we didn't have any. We didn't really have any times. of it. The only time we did is with the specific champions, right? They never were actually interacting with you. This is the first time I've seen straight, like, combat interactions with other people. So yep. below this, I just put these two screenshots that I just thought were super cool just in the trailer. Don't really connect to anything more. But the part where he's riding on the rock and has this, like, almost, I don't know, it's like a minigun, but it shoots arrows, out of this other structure of like them riding this big rock and goblins are on top and they're shooting them with arrows. And it's almost like this, a fortress fighting a fortress, but it's like vehicle versus vehicle. I just think that's like super cool to happen in a Zelda game. And then I have this screenshot here. You can somehow fuse a rocket to your arm and just blast up in the sky. And he goes pretty high. And I'm just like, you know how hilarious, you know how fun this game is going to be to play? Just just blasting off at a rocket onto the top of a mountain. You know how insane that is? (laughs) This game is going to be something else, man. I I already see the day the reviews come out. You know, we already know what to expect, obviously. And it's just going to just blow people away. And then when the game actually drops, man, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing, man. (laughs) All right. So... Link begins his journey on one of the many mysterious floating islands that have suddenly appeared in the skies above Hyrule. It's there our hero will have to gain new abilities before returning to the surface world to begin his epic adventure. And that's pulled from the official website. So they're confirming you're starting in the sky. They're confirming you're going to need to gain abilities before you even go down to the surface. So this is very much like the beginning of Breath of the Wild, where you're on that plateau gaining your abilities before you go off the plateau onto the rest yep. of the world. Yep. Okay. Right. So similar structure there. Games looking to take place seven years after Breath of the Wild. It's definitely a few years after Breath of the Wild. We just don't know exact long time frame it is. 
we're gonna get into it later, but there's some, I think, some time traveling going on. Okay. Anyway, wouldn't be the first time Zelda does that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, though, they also confirmed on the website, dank cave, dank caves, (laughs) like basically wet, dark caves. But when I see dank, I'm just like, nice dank, dank (laughs) caves, mysterious, gaping chasm springing up across the world, all waiting to be explored. So like I was saying previously in that little gameplay thing, we saw a few caves. Well, they're confirming Yes, there is caves all over the whole world to explore. And that is a sort of driving force with this game is going up in caves and going out of caves. And there's just sort of scattered all throughout the land. Right. And then we have some screenshots here. If you scroll down of him just exploring different caves. Now, here's where it gets into like when you're seeing the cave game gameplay, you're like, well, is this a dungeon or is just just a cave? But these caves go way deeper than i was expecting this looks like when you're playing elden ring and you're in the underworld and the ceiling is what a mile high you know what i mean like right this isn't some little shallow cave here look at this one with the laser beams yes to me looks like some sort of beginning of some dungeon or something god i hope it is that'd be really cool (laughs) no i'm gonna get to that i'm gonna get to that but so there's clearly like caves almost as if like what maybe this is the shrine replacement, right? Maybe instead of shrines, you just have a cave. You go through the whole cave. That's your shrine, right? Because we still don't really. It's the whole thing with dungeons. So what I have next here is different bosses. We actually got two, potentially three bosses shown. The third one, I'm a little iffy if that's an actual boss. That could just be like a mini boss kind of thing. But the first one, for sure, a boss. He comes from the original Legend of Zelda, the three-headed dragon, right? We haven't Uh, had him in any other uh, Zelda game. That alone is super exciting to see. That is cool. And forget everything else. Just the fact that you're fighting a boss, a classic Zelda boss. Breath of the Wild didn't have this. Think about it. We were fighting phantoms of stuff. They all sort of had a similar style to them. None of them were unique here. In this trailer, we got the three-headed dragon. We got a big ice monster thing just kind of pop out of the ground that you got to fight. And then this third one here is like this dude that like big purple mouth sort of chomping with like an ink style, almost looking like Splatoon or something up on some uh, (laughs) rooftop or whatever, right? But we're seeing straight up completely unique, different boss style designs here just like any other Zelda game in the past. But the Wild was the only one where we did not have this. So even if we don't have dungeons, we have confirmed actual Zelda bosses this time around. That's super exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. That's one of the few things that I wanted more of um, in Breath of the Wild. So. And these are big to scale. You're talking, imagine like God of War three days to where like right. you're climbing oh, yeah. on their Scaling feet a hole. and you're like as big <laughs> as what their toenail maybe. Like <laughs> that was so crazy. <laughs> I mean, link comparison to the three headed dragon or that ice thing. It's very tiny compared to them. If you look at that second screenshot here with the ice dragon, you see him. He's like maybe the size of his tooth. I mean, and you're fighting these things. I mean, like it is going to be insane. I think it's fair to say that there's going to be more enemy uh, variety in this yeah, game yeah. as opposed to Breath of the Wild, which is cool. It, it seems, you know, I know everyone wants has their opinions, but it seems like they're really 
taking a lot of the feedback and trying to implement some cool changes. Like, but they're not doing the thing which I hate when developers do, which is let's completely give up on our own vision just because people complained. No, they're trying to like do some compromises, you know? Yeah. For example, the fusion and the teleporting to the top of the cave and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're still playing within that Breath of the Wild exploration, fun, creativity, sort of physics of the world. And they're definitely yeah, leaning hard into that while still throwing like Zelda bosses at us. Mm-hmm, Super mm-hmm. cool. All right, scroll down there here a little way. more here. See this next thing? Now, when this first popped up, I had my theory and I messaged you, right? And I was like, hey, oh, yeah. I think this is a dungeon popping out of the ground. I no yes. longer think this. After further research, here's my new theory. So this gets a little wild. So hang with me here. All right, so it's popping out of the desert here. Scroll down uh, almost like two pages, three pages. All right, let's keep scrolling here. Scroll all the way down to you see connections to Twilight Princess. Okay, I see it. Okay, so the thing popping out of the ground. I don't, this could still be a dungeon popping out of the ground, but we know what it technically is. So in Breath of the Wild, there was an area called Arbiter's Grounds. And when that links to Twilight Princess's Arbiter's Grounds, where there was a prison, right? So you see the ruins of the prison when you go there in Breath of the Wild. Just like multiple spots within Breath of the Wild, you will see references to Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, seeing, let's say, Lon Lon Ranch, right, being damaged. Sure. So this is a Twilight Princess area damaged, right? Well, you go to this exact spot, you can sort of look at the structures of Breath of the Wild. Well, in this trailer, you can tell that is that spot, and it's even called Arbiter's Ground. On the map, in the trailer, when he's, uh, you can literally see when he pulls the map the name of the spot. So, gotcha. Anyway, what I'm getting at, that is the prison popping up. Now, is this prison a dungeon? It could be. But we do know it's the prison from Twilight Princess where they captured Ganon in Twilight Princess, had him chained against the wall. You had six sages around him and basically sort of capturing him and put him into the prison for the rest of his life kind of deal, right? Imprisoning him. In Twilight Princess, he has a hole in his chest, right? Well, yep. you'll know why, and maybe I'm 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 not gonna say here, but something happens with Ganon, Twilight Princess, creates that hole in his chest, right? And with the previous trailer, with this new game, you can see Ganon's bones sort of getting grabbed and f- feeding sort of life to him or taking stuff from him, one of the two. But that's the sure. exact same spots where he has the light opening up and Twilight Princess in his chest connecting the two there and then as well when i was talking about the six sages and twilight princess well he kills one of the sages there's five left they imprison him right well in breath of the wild there's an area where it has these the same six pillars for the sages that they have in twilight princess representing them they have them in breath of the wild you see the six pillars one of them is knocked over because he killed one of the six sages. So representing in Breath of the Wild, they had one of them fell over and you have the other five remaining uh, of, that of that location. And then here we are here linking Twilight Princess to this new game. So it looks like the same Ganon from N64 Ocarina of Time, right? Well, he comes again, Twilight Princess. And Twilight Princess confirms a lot of that things when it comes to 
them even showing like the shadow of there's a lot of links between the two connecting Ocarina of Time with Twilight Princess and then they seem to be doing it with Tears of the Kingdom linking Twilight Princess to Tears of the Kingdom so we have the whole game and bit we have the sages we have the towers knocked down of that right so scroll up a bit here look at the main logo of the Legend of Zelda with the sword right Right. It literally is the Twilight Princess symbolism where it breaks. The rest of the sword is formed with Twilight Princess symbolings. Oh, I see that. You see what I'm saying? Interesting. It's the same exact thing, yeah. It's the same towards it's the, the same there. stuff there. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Another link to Twilight Princess. Another big link to Twilight Princess are the bridges that are just all throughout. Uh, when you're playing Breath of the Wild, when you look at the bridge design, it's to the T to design of the bridge and Twilight Princess specifically. But a lot of people knew that even in Breath of the Wild because that's one of the many things, right? But it looks to be the Ganon from Twilight Princess is now finally back, is what's happening in Tears of the Kingdom. So that's, that's why, yes, yes. Very cool there. All right. I'm, so, I'm glad we'll see more of uh, of Ganondorf in general. He always makes it a better game. So. Yeah, it straight up shows his face. Isn't it also the guy who Commander Shepard is going to play him? Yeah, that who yeah, the voice actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thought that was cool. So. Yeah, it's actually a good voice actor playing him, and you can hear him in the trailer talking there for a minute. Mm-hmm. All right, Very let's get into man. another theory here. So, you have Link. Looks like I think dungeons are still coming back, though. I I don't think it's just caves, and we still don't have dungeons. I think that prisoner is going to be one of the dungeons, but we don't know for sure. But there are bits throughout the trailer where it looks like he's like indoors doing dungeon stuff, right? So scroll, do you see after the monsters, if you're looking at the notes, right after that where it's showing the dungeon, so where he's like pushing the wheel, that's a very pushing a wheel puzzle thing within dungeons and Zelda specifically. You go down where he's dodging the lasers. This looks like he's in a dungeon falling down dodging lasers now we also need to note that he has some glider suit thing i'm guessing that's just uh maybe clothing you get throughout the game to where what helps you glide can you potentially do some like super mario world glide thing or you can kind of puff back up again or something like is that is that like some sort of special item that gives you an ability to like almost fly because you have the paraglider so why would you need this glider this glider yeah, thing that, must be doing something different what is that different thing in my head my theory is just like maybe getting a puff back up instead of just purely uh, gliding. you know what you that know? could that actually makes a lot of sense could be something like that yeah, yeah. but whatever it is it, you know occasionally in all the zelda games that you know you've had some items don't really matter but i'd say 90 percent of the time they're all very useful so i'm yeah, sure there'll yeah. be some some sort of good use for it you know um, now it could just be clothing you can equip and it helps you just glide a little more, but you have the paraglider. So what, what would be the point of that? I just feel there's more purpose there. Got um, be. scrolling down past those lasers, the next page here, here's a next like theory thing. So in the trailer, they show a guy with the ears and like six tears all around him. Sorry, seven, right? One of the tears are confirmed to Zelda holding, right? And that is the same tier that it shows somewhere else in the trailer of what looks to be Zelda wearing that tier, but looking a little different, like as if 
some time traveling bit is happening. I'm pretty sure that's the same Zelda, but one in the past, one in the future. You have the same tear on Ganon's forehead. He has a red one. And then you have one more tear appear on the prince's hand of the Zora. He has a blue one on his hand. Zelda's carrying a yellow one. Ganon has a red one, right? And there's another image of there being seven total. So are you going to be sort of collecting these tears? and trying to get it from different people. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ganon's the last one with the last tier. Maybe he's the boss there or something, you know? I guess that um, could make sense, even with the title of the game, you know? Yeah, something along yeah. those lines. Um, there's definitely tiers in previous Zeldas, like Skyward Sword had tiers. Twilight Princess had tiers you had to gather. So tiers aren't anything new to the lore of Zelda. Sure. Um, scroll down, next page here. There is a guy talking to Zelda. This is, uh, I forget their race, but these are, when you're in the sky, the guys you're fighting, the Zelion or something like that. I'm, I'm forgetting the name. But that seems to be like a king for them, talking with Zelda, being like, hey, basically trying to comfort her and say, Link is the, basically, Link to saving this world. And then she looks up surprised that he even knows who Link is. But she's wearing jewelry to where, in the second image here, you can see some of pieces sort of throughout the background of her jewelry. And she's wearing the jewelry of these people. So she's basically made friends with him. They like her. She likes them. Definitely a close connection. Yet, when we start the game, we're fighting these guys. Why, right? Hmm. Um, so, this is where time travel starts this theory of, like, well, why is there a disconnect there? There's a part in the trailer where Link's holding a Master Sword, right? But his sword, half of it's, like, broken, and then it's just some corrupted stuff on the end of the blade. But in this new trailer, you see Zelda holding the full, complete Master Sword, right? And... One last screenshot here, this last one, whenever we got the wall mural part of the game and them going to narration, they show Zelda and they show Link. But Link has the, he's supposed to be like the hero, but he's like has this sort of green stuff all around him of his body and even his sword. But this sort of same green stuff, that's the same sort of stuff you're using to manipulate items with in this new game. His equipment, his arm is all in these same patterns of those wall mirrors from Breath of the Wild, right? So now we're finally in this form of being this hero on the wall mirrors to save it. But there clearly seems to be like a time distance between like, okay, where do the wall mirrors come from? Also, why is their complete sword or half complete, whatever. So the theory is Zelda is in the past or the future and Link is in the reverse, right? Now I would assume Zelda's in the past, Link is in the future, right? Um, And they seem to be disconnected by time. And the Master Sword, right, is going to be that little sort of connecting thing. And I'm going to assume, right, he may even find the Temple of Time, put in the sword, and he's able to go between past and future or something. I don't know. But yeah, that'll definitely bring me they're, back. They are that. definitely showing a distance of time between past and future. And you're talking it could be what was the uh what was it, a hundred years or a thousand years that he was asleep? Was it a, I think it was a hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking a hundred. But it Pretty looks sure. to be 
she may be way before even that hundred. She may be like way, way back to these ancient times because all of those ancient machines and all that, they all come from this specific thing that happened thousands of years ago. Right. Sure. Zelda could be far back. You're talking thousands of years. We don't we don't even know how far back because she is hanging out with the king of them all. Right. And yet also right. here is Link even fighting them. What even brought him back? You know, so there's a whole bit where the, there could be potential time traveling bits and just old ancient stuff popping back out of nowhere for some reason, along with Ganon stuff. So Ganon may not be like the only threat happening as well. So man, so much to unpack. God. Yep. I just wonder how much of this stuff is going to end up one way or another. I, I just know that once it does come out and we start figuring all this stuff out, hopefully people, you know, don't do the crappy thing and start posting all this stuff, you know, keep it, uh, keep it low key, you know, so we can all experience it on our own. It's great. We're getting so much just Zelda lore stuff throughout this trailer and knowing that it's going to take place within the game knowing it at least connects to more than just breath of wild was a very standalone have a sort of isolated experience and here's some ruins to some past zelda stuff but in my head i always sort of assumed and thought that hey if they were going to do a sequel we got confirmed the sequel they're for sure going to start unearthing all of these references and making it like a more of a Zelda, you know, like sure. it, it seems to make sense to me and they're going way harder into it than I was expecting. You know, I thought like, Ooh, now we're just going to know a bit more of how it all connects. And they seem to be showing just straight up. Oh, here's Ganon. Like, Oh, here's that location straight out of Twilight princess. Right. Uh, here's this prison popping out of the ground that Ganon was initially imprisoned in. <laughs> so they're really going leaning hard into previous Zelda lore in this game, which yeah, is so cool. really, really that. exciting. And I'm only talking Twilight Princess stuff. You, there's Wind Waker stuff all through Breath of the Wild. What if the same Wind Waker stuff goes deep as well, right? What if the same Link to the Past stuff goes deep as well? We have no idea just how many different Zeldas could all be sort of digging deep into and pulling from and making some sort of ultimate compilation of it all. Now, that's just some, like, brig brain, wow, you know. But at least we know for sure of some Twilight Princess stuff coming back. But why wouldn't the rest if you can see the rest in Breath of the Wild? That's sure. where I'm, yeah, going there. And then uh, two little things I noticed that that was really funny. He fused the, for the sword with his shield. <laughs> the fact that... At this point, now we just know anything goes, okay? You can do anything. You have an <laughs> item, that. you're fusing it to the other item, whatever you want to do. That's <laughs> cool to know, right? I felt that would be a roadblock, but clearly not. So that was hilarious. And then know, um, hilarious. enemies seem to be interacting and fighting with each other naturally. So in Breath of the Wild, you would see them fighting with each other, but it always still was something that you technically had to start even if you just blew some barrel up and then they start attacking because of that. They're showing clearly here that people are just naturally fighting anyway, whether you have anywhere near them or not. So that's cool to know. Yeah, no, that's... God, there's so many... The more stuff we look at this, just gets me so excited, man. Just less than a month left. Uh, I was thinking she was a goddess, but I'm thinking she is Zelda. I mean, she's wearing the same yellow thing that the other Zelda was holding in her hands, right? 
I think this is showing the Zelda from a past or a future, whatever the case is. But yes, she's darker. But again, like genetics can make someone lighter or darker over time, right? right. But that I think that's clearly Zelda. Um, hmm. So if you look on, do you see? Scroll through here where it shows Ganon, the the page with Ganon, but right above Ganon it shows. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see it. Oh, I see what you mean. Right, so in one part of the trailer, she's holding medallion, looking like normal Zelda in Breath of the Wild, and then you right. have, and then it shows her wearing that piece. Uh, I mean, that's got to be Zelda, right? A shade darker, yeah. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Anyway. Oh man, I can't wait to figure all this stuff if out. If not, it's at they... least the uh, the goddess, right? And it's weird right, you'll just right. be acting with her, and then maybe she gives it to Zelda. But I'm gonna say yeah. it's the same person. I'm gonna say that is Zelda. That that looks. That's what I would guess. That's what I would guess. I'm leaning towards it being the same person. And if it's the same person, then there's some time traveling going on. We both agree that it's very unlikely that this is the same person in the same time period. Just it's a different lighting or something. No, they're purposely. Yeah, yeah, looks different. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would expect. Okay. Very cool, man. God, I cannot wait for this game. (laughs) So much stuff to be excited about. And let me ask you this last question to wrap this up. If you think about your total playtime of this game, let's say you spend 100 hours playing it, how much percent do you think you're going to play handheld and how much percent do you think you're going to play on a TV screen? I am pretty even when it comes to handheld and TV. Um, I'm going to want to see this on the TV first, I'll tell you that. When I get this, I'm popping in, throwing it on the TV, playing all night. But, um, okay, let's say, yeah, let me really think it through because there's so much of just like, roaming and exploring and maybe chilling right. on the couch and playing handheld while something's watching on the TV and you're just doing all of that extra little. Now, should you of... even come, should you even compare this to what you did with breath of the wild? Are you going to approach this differently? It's a newer game. But see, I same? think this is going to not take the same approach. I think a lot of people think it is. I think a lot of people are going to think it's going to be just as much exploring the open lands. I think this is going to be like, trying to pull back to older Zelda strings of, yeah. of how they're structured. Yeah, and I'm not saying you're not going to explore. You're going to be exploring tons of caves. We know that 100%, right? But this mm-hmm. land and climbing mountains and all of that, I don't think that's going to be as much of an emphasis in this game. I think it's going to sure. be more of going into a cave and that feeling more like a dungeon. And then maybe even also getting dungeons on top of it and getting more of a structured, oh, we have seven tiers we got to collect from different people. Let's go to this area, get this tier. Go to this area, get this tier. Um, sure, sure. I could see I could see it playing out very differently. And I'm saying all that to say all of that leads me more to wanting to play on a TV. Um, if I know, like Breath of the Wild, after, what, a dozen or so hours, you knew... I'm going to be running on the open lanes for the next five or 10 hours and right. little spurts. And let me open up a handheld, make a little progress, get a Korok seed or two, complete a shrine or two, get to the top of this mountain and stop. Right. Sure. I sure. don't know if this game's going to flow like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good we point. Play, but it's, I, I, I have some suspicion. It's going to work a little differently where I won't want to do so much handheld stuff. So, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I had to guess right now, yes, I'm going to want to see this game on, on my screen, on the monitor. 
Um, but I have a suspicion I'm going to spend a lot of time handheld in this game. That cave did, screenshot, for example, where he's fighting the enemies in the carts in the cave. I want to yeah. see that on a TV. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know? totally reasonable. And what if there's a ton of cave exploration with a lot of just like actual Zelda puzzles up in it? Because we're seeing right. straight up puzzling going on. I just love I just love playing on the <laughs> Switch so much. It's just so yeah. convenient to me, you know. So we'll see. But again, like you said, I am gonna. I, one thing I do know for sure is I'm gonna spend a lot of time on this game. So it very well could be that what you're describing, like, okay, I'm home. I want to play on the screen, you know, I'm out. Let me play on the, cause we all know that there's been times where you're home and you're still playing on handheld, right? That happens. But with this game, if I'm home, maybe I'll pop it in, you know? And knowing me, even if it's bigger, pivotable stuff, it's so late. It's like 1am. I really <laughs> want to finish something. <laughs> I'll like take that thing to bed and finish. Right, what I was right, doing. Right. Re- regardless of yeah. how important it was. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I the way I do it is usually I'll play on my Switch Lite, and then every time you're done playing, as long as you're connected to online, it uploads to the cloud, saves, and then I'll just start playing right from my my Switch that just sits on the. Yeah, I was curious about that because I have a Switch Lite, but I've realized well. over the last like what month or two to where when when you first switch from one system to the other, it'll say, "Hey, your save's not on here. Do you want to get it?" You hit yes, but then going forward it then does it automatically every other time. It always initially asks once, and then that's it. So it is super, super simple when I'm I'm playing this to swap between the two. So I may just play Switch Lite Portable. I may just keep my Switch docked and and jump to the TV without actually moving between the same Switch, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I'm excited, man. If you don't like if you don't like Zelda, I'm sure sure you didn't enjoy that. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Final Fantasy. So- <laughs> I just put here Final Fantasy 16. I wrote 14. 16 <laughs> is seeming to be like the Resident Evil 7 comeback for the series. You know, 5 and 6 we're feeling a little, eh, you know. Sure, sure. Uh fi- cuz it's been a while, a while. I want to say Final Fantasy 12 was probably the last big mainline everyone was super super stoked for. 13 as well, sure, but once they actually were starting to play it, a lot of people had a lot of issues with it. 12 sure. seemed to be the last like this is Square's masterpiece. Everyone enjoy. Right. And it just right, being right. such a great pivotal thing. And this, this, everything I've seen in 16 seems to be, they put everything into this. And this is, yeah. it's been forever. You're talking since well, PS2 days of them putting, Square Enix putting their whole company and money and effort and time into right. making it's an one incredible game. game. Yeah. And to me, this this gives me the same vibes as as when Zelda, when Breath of the Wild was going to come out, and they were saying we're kind of like going back to our roots and everything. This yeah. game is reminding me of that. This is reminding me more of the older Final Fantasies, you know, where you're in this this different kind of setting. It's like a medieval thing, and you have these warriors, and it's less of the sci-fi, sciencey stuff. It's more like grounded. I think that's great. I, I would love to see that. What did you watch of this? The whole presentation, I watched it. Now, granted, I was wa- I was finishing up some schoolwork stuff while I was watching it, so I didn't like sit there and you know very clearly watch everything that was going okay. on. But I did, you know, I got the gist of it, and I, you know, I had it on like in the background. And man, I saw some really really cool stuff. Um, 
what he the part where the announcer says, and now let's let let's let Clive show us, you know, some some of his skills that he's learned, whatever. And you just see him fighting for like five minutes. I was like, this is awesome. This looks so fun. You know, it looks really really cool. And I love action games. So the fact that they're now, I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and say that I would have if it was up to me, I would have chosen to completely do away with any sort of turn based stuff. I wouldn't have chosen that. That being said, am I upset that they're doing this? No, I, I think I'm fine with it. It doesn't really bug me at all. Yeah, I would have chosen the Final Fantasy VII remake route, right? Yeah, same here. But the fact that they're only having one person and not being a party, I guess I then would be like, oh, well, I can't really do that then because a big part of that is swapping between party members. If it was just the one person, it would feel a little shallow. So I guess they really do need to do what they're doing. It just looks so so cool and flashy. It kind of reminds me of uh, some of the older characters that even though it might be like kind of corny in the moment they're doing some sort of cool thing and yeah it's like half corny but it's also like wow that actually was really cool <laughs> yeah you know it kind of gives me vibes like that it gives me more vibes of uh final fantasy 12 for example where it's this sort of there's some sort of kingdom and there's families going against each other that whole thing i'm kind of getting something it's, of that. it's very six nine twelve right it's up yeah in that yeah of, six definitely yeah. reminds me yeah. of which i think is awesome so I'm so into this, man. I, I cannot believe that we're getting a Zelda game and a Final Fantasy in the same year. That's, like, unheard of. That's so awesome. And I they just, both look wait. like, wow, this is they some of the like, best yeah, stuff I've ever best. seen. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And we're getting yeah. them, like, what, two months apart from each other? I think some people are, like, sleeping on Final Fantasy as well. I no, one month because May, then June. One month. Sorry. Yeah, one Oof. month apart. It's Wow. I, okay. Let me... We're gonna, have a, good, here. It's gonna, we're gonna be... have a good month. We're gonna have a good month to uh, to play a lot of Zelda. <laughs> uh, I can't oh, yeah. wait. So yeah, I thought the video, like you said, the video didn't. If if my hype level for Final Fantasy 16 was, let's just pretend because it's, it's way higher than this. But let's let's pretend it was 50. Yeah, it would have only moved me to 55. percent I'm already there. No, to be more accurate, it's more like I went from 90 percent to 95 percent now. Mm-hmm, like it's not mm-hmm. didn't really do much to change my mind. Whatever. Now the Zelda trailer, even though I was already excited, that really that jumped up like twenty percent, thirty percent. You know that yeah, was like a big, yeah, yeah, a big deal. So exactly. I'm already I'm, I'm all in for this. That's why I was okay watching this in the background because like I don't have to see that much more. I, I kind of watched a bit here and there. I looked the away a lot trailer. as it was playing because mm-hmm. I didn't want to see so much, and they were showing. I feel a little too much. They were showing, but. A lot, yeah. They didn't show anything story-wise. It was still yes. just technically gameplay bits. But man, those little like uh, what icon battles? The icon battles. I oh, mean, man. they went. What did they show? Like four of them. I was like, <laughs> we, we, we already got it in previous trailers. <laughs> you didn't point. have to <laughs> break down almost the whole fight in front of us. Uh, but it, it they're swapping between even different forms. So it's it's like you fighting an almost human version of him, and then eventually gets mad enough and forms into a gigantic thing and then you form into a gigantic thing and it's like some power ranger stuff happening here and it's just like big epic battles that i mean look the money and production per square inch and all of that that they put into this i mean well this is the most expensive square enix game we've ever gotten uh bar none i mean and and this may be the most expensive video game just what ever created outside of maybe cyberpunk I mean, it's going to be up there for sure, man. The, but I, I, I love that. I love that they're going so hard into this game, throwing all their eggs into it. Like, man, that's that's what I because think about it. We don't get 
a lot of video games that are big budget, you know, once every yes. first of all, it's like once every six years, right? So when it comes out, I want it to really, really come out. We you know, finally have this game to show us the true power of the PlayStation Five. You know, that's like, what they keep saying. So I'm, I'm ready I to mean, see it. Show me it. Unless they're lying on screen, this looks no, like to be the most impressive thing on PlayStation Five. I mean, yes, yes, and. You know, if you're going to come it's out, it's been on a while since Final and... Fantasy has done this, right? Final Fantasy 13, yeah. when it released, was the last time that we've gotten, oh, wow, huge graphical jump showcasing. Here's the best pushing the system to its limits, right? Final right. Fantasy was always so good about that in the past. And it looks to be like they're doing it again here. And it's been a long time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I cannot wait, man. Super, super excited. So. Yeah, keep in mind, uh, keep stay excited for that. Uh, my favorite thing out of just all of it was just seeing the environments of like him yes. walking through a city or him walking through just like a, a field or a cave or something. I'm just like, I mean, this is the best graphics I may have ever seen. That's <laughs> like, again, like I haven't felt that since I was watching what when Final Fantasy 13 was getting revealed. And I was like, whoa, this is the best I've ever seen. Like it's it's that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. What year did Final Fantasy 15 come out? Because 15, I didn't think, I think there was games that looked as good during that same time frame, you know? Like, like Witcher 3 was a thing, and that was right. already, you know, looking great. I'm just curious how long ago it came out, and now I see 2016, so. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. So, yeah. so Zelda was six years ago, FF15 was seven years ago. So, both, both dropping uh, in the same year, within a month of each other. Pretty awesome. Both coming from Japan and just shoving just the power that they're that they're both bringing. Everything else around it is just looks so small in comparison. It's mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's wild. Yes. Anyway, all right. All right. Uh, moving on. Finally, uh, something that uh, sucks. Uh, I was a little too <laughs> excited for too long. We can't oh, keep boy. it up. We need to come back down. Redfall is launching on Xbox consoles with quality mode only. Xbox Series X, 4K 30fps. Xbox Series S, 1440p 30fps. 60fps performance mode will be added via game update at a later date. This game comes out when? The 2nd, if not the 5th, something like that. Really early in May. Breath, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, a.k.a. Tears of the Kingdom, that comes out like the 12th. You had about a week window there, and you just blew it. Because <laughs> uh, there is no way I'm playing 30 frames per second. And my PC, oh, I don't know, man. Like I'm going to see if I can play it like 720p on my PC and try right, to get 60 right. frames try out of it. Try to get 60. <laughs> we'll see. A shooter, an online multiplayer co-op shooter. That blew my mind when I heard that. This is the dunk. Oh man! That, and, but and this, this is. Do you know? Do you know why this is happening? <laughs> it's because of all the dumb people who keep saying they're okay with thirty. We don't mind. We don't mind. And now we get this. Now you get like when we were on PS4 and and Xbox One, and a game would come out at thirty and with no option to change it. And people would complain, but then others would say, "Stop complaining! What's the problem? Stop complaining!" It's not a big well, deal. Now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah. Now we're here. Seven years later, and we're still in the same boat. It's like so ridiculous. Like, come on, give me a break. No one. No one. Sorry, I shouldn't say no one. Some people still need to see the light, but most people do not <laughs> want to play a shooter, an online shooter where you play together. Imagine, imagine oh, me and you God. playing Redfall when it comes oh. out, and I'm playing 
over here at 100 FPS and you're at 30. We're to play it again. I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't accept it. I would, oh. I'd be too Pretty aggravated and I would be like, bro, I guess I'm going to play it like 540. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game I'm definitely going to use a month of Game Pass for and see. Ugh. See how it goes because uh, frame rate aside because that's the really issue this is like arcane this is looking great you know it's know, been a while of like ugh, i was frame rate frame rate aside frame rate aside i'm gonna do a month of game pass probably play this with you see what i think and then go from there you know yeah i'm gonna play this however i have to yeah, hopefully it's a really fun game that we both enjoy, and then i'll buy it and then we'll we'll, we'll play yeah, it as long yeah, as we want yeah. you know that's what i'm hoping for so i'm excited this is way bigger than this game though I, got, we, I gotta go to xbox here yeah how many years you've been needing that big exclusive okay hi-fi rush it was great it was great but that was just a like oh shadow drop this is a cool game right this is like this is like it's like this Starfield this year what we got the hellblade 2 coming these yes. big releases we got uh what, the perfect dark game underworks we got the fable game underworks this is like these games are starting to like rise up, sort of prove Xbox games. And the first one to sort of come in this is hitting us with some 30 FPS and it's a shooter. And it's like, Xbox, what are you doing as a whole? You can't release this. Delay it if you have to. I, right. I would accept a delay. No problems. Push it two or three months. Get your frame rate 60. Release it back out. Because once you release it and it's 30, people play and they're like, yeah, I can't do this. What? And Zelda comes out. There you go. People aren't going to come back. You get one shot. You get one shot on releasing and getting everyone's attention, right? Yeah. You fix it after the fact. You're not going to have as many people's attention. You yeah, can't. I agree. Super I agree. It's, um, it's first first impressions, you know? And Xbox as a whole is going to look really poor because of this. Because this is the first of many games that they were going to be dropping to finally, oh, our exclusives are coming, guys. Here they are. And this is it. This is what you deliver to us. I, This is so bad. I can't accept this. And Xbox looks not good. terrible now. And you have PlayStation and Nintendo over here. Zelda, Final Fantasy. You're right, trying to drop some Redfall, and you're dropping 30 FPS on a shooter. It's so <laughs> dumb. So dumb. You oh, look terrible as a whole because of it. Oh, boy. Well... And also, I'm trying to think of what other games are around this time. And if I'm not mistaken, I know Star Wars comes out a little before this. Yeah. A few days before this, right? Yeah. Let me see if there's anything else. So I got, well, personally for me, I'm playing Horizon this week when the DLC comes out. Star Wars comes out on the 28th. Redfall, May 2nd. Aside from that, it's pretty, pretty open. So let's see if they uh, had a little window to get people's attention here and get people hyped, get people hyped game pass, get people hyped on Xbox, get people hyped on an awesome arcane game, get hyped on like a good co-op shooter. Like it's been a long time since we had something like this. Everything was looking really great. And then this drops and just completely destroys the vibe. Yep. That is true. Well, (laughs) <laughs> we'll see we'll see we're definitely both interested in it <clears throat> so let's see let's see if they can um maybe they can somehow just i don't know work till midnight every night and get the 60 fps going by lunch <laughs> yes i'm supporting oh, crunch in this man. instant for my own right. personal yes, benefit please please crunch just... away it will be worth it trust <laughs> me <laughs> okay uh, oh man 
So next up, we got the Super Mario Bros. movie, which is a record-breaking box office success. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the film walked away with over $375 million in sales in its first five days, surpassing Frozen 2 as the top opening animated film premiere globally. That includes a $206 million domestic haul, $146 million of which was earned over the weekend. Remember that the film premiered on a Wednesday. Overseas, the movie has earned over $173 million. Additionally, the Super Mario Bros. movie is the top opening film of 2023, beating Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It has also become Illumination's most successful opening and has the best opening of any video game film adaptation, surpassing Sonic the Hedgehog 2's debut. The film also has the biggest five-day premiere ever, a record previously held by Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. If all of that wasn't enough, the film also had the biggest IMAX opening weekend of all time at 21.6 million globally. That's awesome. I mean... I, sh- I guess I should throw this in, too. I mean, it goes right along with it. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Ground Theme becomes first video game song added to the National Recording Registry. Officially titled Ground Theme, it was composed by Nintendo's Koji Kondo and first appeared in 1985 Super Mario Bros. in World 1-1. The song has since become the most well-known melody of the Mario franchise, not to mention one of the most recognizable music tracks of video games. Now it will be forever preserved alongside some of pop culture's most famous and influential songs. Having this music preserved alongside so many other classic songs is such a great honor, said Kondo in a statement. It's actually a little bit difficult to believe. Well, that's really cool. I mean, it is a very recognizable song, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as for this movie haul, man, it just makes me happy to see that because, you know, sometimes I worry these critics who are a little bit out of touch, some of them at least. Um, it's like what, half this. of them, it seems like. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know what they were... <laughs> But it's funny because every every video game reviewer that happened to review this movie all had great things to say about it. So it's yeah. like we all you know. get it. We all get it. It's it's the right. only people who don't get it are like what people in their 30s who have somehow just never played a video game and just don't understand the <laughs> context of like what they're trying to do on 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 the big picture. Right. Like, I, I I guess they they were expecting again like. Okay, oh, uh, Mario White gets AIDS from Peach somehow, spreads <laughs> it to uh, uh, Luigi because he had a cut on his leg, and now Luigi <laughs> has AIDS, and they have to somehow find a cure. Oh, I don't, man. I don't know. Like, there's specs of some weird, high, heavy plot, and people dying around them or something. What do, what do you? It's Mario. They clearly don't it's get so the premise of Mario, and uh, yeah, it's very strange. But you know what? I'm glad it made <laughs> out all right because. That's what we wanted, and I'm sure now we're going to get sequels. Uh, we're going to get, you know, the Super Mario Bros. cinematic universe. Now, you know, you start to wonder, like, is there more coming? You would, of course, there's, yes, but in what level exactly? That's where mm-hmm. I start to get, like, okay, like, Zelda, Metroid, are these things actually being made into films? Right. If they were, oh, my God, that would be incredible, right? I mean, but that's such a big... Now those are going to have to involve plots and stuff, you know? Sure. Um, not, not even necessarily plots, just like Metroid, right? Or Zelda, they have very, very simple premises still. But it still revolves, it like, creepy atmospheres and slower. And, like, Mario is super blast in your face hype the whole time, right? You can't right, really do right. that with those. You have to actually, like really think out some sort of uh be a lot more clever in its delivery i guess well the thing that killed me the most is the reviews that say stuff like 
it was all good until they started doing all this video game stuff. I'm like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> be serious. Once Mario starts hitting blocks with his head, I, it, it lost me. Like, are you serious, man? <laughs> so, so, I mean, do, does Nintendo go beyond this? I mean, as in, as in outside of movies, or you mean with more movies? movies? Let's say movies. Oh, um, oh yeah. How do yeah, they, ha- they how do they handle this as Nintendo as a whole? Like, or do we see Star Fox stuff? Like, I, I'm confused, I see what you, mean. you know, like wh- where know, would Nintendo go with this? I would want them to do that, but knowing Nintendo, they're so protective of any new venture they yeah, go on. Yeah. So I feel like it's gonna be just Mario Universe stuff for for a while, a few movies. Okay. Maybe eventually we could see some other. Maybe they'll try some other IP, which I think would be amazing. By the yeah, way, yeah, it's hard for um, me to. Be- it's hard to me to imagine Nintendo actually being okay with throwing Metroid on the. Oh uh, right, exactly. That just sounds way. For some reason, that sounds way out of their wheelhouse. Even though know, that's the most does. Nintendo thing ever, technically, it's just like that's just that would make. Yeah, that would make so know. much sense for them to do that, but. <laughs> uh, but now I'm never that. gonna. Uh, I mean, even if we got ten more movies in a row, oh I'm yeah, I'm still not like it's still awesome to me. They can I... still take it so many cool directions. So sure, sure, yeah. I mean, they we already have teased of at least something happening in the next one, right? When it comes to Mario film. Oh, that is true. After the credits and all that. What do you think about like this first, like Sonic? I'm seeing a lot of people say like, "Well, Sonic's technically the better movie. This is just a little more." Like, no, no. Um, Uh, Sonic was cool. Like, I liked. I liked Sonic. I thought it was really good, but Um, I think I. But that's more of the same of. That's what I expected, right? Out of it, out of video game going to film was just like. Oh, here's this one video game character. I was complaining about it, right? Here's this video game character dropped into the real world. How are they going to survive? Right, what right. What goofy this was, things yes, are going to yes. come up with? This is just, no, this is actually Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a, a good point that he's just dropped into it. And this is actually a straight up Mario Brothers movie in the Mushroom Kingdom, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. This is the stuff I want to see. I want to see big, giant worlds. Of, of video game stuff sort of thrown up on a big screen. I don't want to see our world. I have seen enough. <laughs> right, right. You want to go outside of this world. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on. Uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, delayed till February of next year. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League has been delayed to the following year, following recent rumors that it wasn't going to make its May 26th release date. Superhero co-op shooter will now launch on February 2nd. Uh, 2024, developer Rocksteady posted a short message on Twitter stating it wants to take the time needed to ensure the best possible experience. Well, I say do what you got to do. Just don't come back with all that microtransaction nonsense when you when you show your face again, please. Because <laughs> I was thinking, how could they fix this, right? That's what I was saying last time. I was like, oh, it looks to be getting delayed. But how, how are they going to fix it in just a month or two? Well, February of next year, I think that's enough time to fix all of this garbage, right? Yeah, all the live service stuff. Just yeah. give us... Guys, it's not that hard. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy did it. Spider-Man did it. Just give us a good mm-hmm. single-player game mm-hmm. with these heroes in it that we like. That's it. Well, that may be going too far because then you would have to structure... Well, I don't know. We don't know how the game's structured. Maybe the game is structured where it has a lot of narrative. It was just a matter of, oh, there's too much... Side mission, microtransaction, live service crap, right? But if they 
took that out, now is the game too shallow? A year, that may not be long enough to make entire plot lines for characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you... What do you fix necessarily? If you take the live server stuff out, I guess we just have to hope that they had enough of the other, right? They right, and, just and finish that and, other narr- that other narrative and go bigger with it, and having a year to flesh that out more. But you can't necessarily change the entire uh, sure. game. Sure, they gotta have a good foundation, or else this game is just gonna suck anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I. I still don't know if I have a lot of trust in this. Even, even if it coming out February next year, still iffy. Yeah. Around. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you yeah. Like this. Uh, I don't know. You got more to say on it? No, I was just gonna say that I don't know how to feel about this game. I, you know, in my phone, I usually keep a list of like the games that I'm excited for. Right. I put like the yeah. dates on. I'm like a reminder. And I just reluctantly move this to February second. I'm like, do I even want this in my list? <laughs> I don't even know if I want to get this game. So this this I'm is not excited for by mods or something. You know? just, yeah, yeah. I think it. that's the perfect way to describe it. So we shall see. All right, last story for today: Dreams live support ending. Media Molecule has announced that it's wrapping up live support for Dreams in order to focus on and quote an exciting new project. In a blog post, the studio states that live support will conclude after September first. That means it won't receive any new updates, but players can still install and play Dreams, including creating and sharing games after that date. Previously announced updates excuse me, will still hit the game before September, such as patches improving animations and the create mode, as well as the trend update. Events such as Dreamscom, MP Awards, and All Hallows Dreams will no longer take place as well. So I think there's a really easy solution that could have fixed um, this game's life is to put it on PC too. Why? Don't you know that people on PC are the best at creating content for you? Haven't you learned that by now? With all the mods, and and, you're, and this game is basically mod central, so I don't know. I just think that would have been a smart idea, instead of just letting it die. Yeah, and now we got Fortnite, take hell right, right, sort to of take, take that over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's their own fault. That's all I'm ever, that's all I'm gonna say. They easily could have done something about it, and they just chose not to. That's the way I see it. They're just stubborn, being weird. Players don't have any incentive to make anything on that platform outside of maybe 10 people playing it. But wow, that's, you know, why would somebody spend their time creating such lavish stuff on there for nobody to check it out? No money to come their way. No ways for other people to even build upon what they built. You know, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just... Sony didn't know what they were doing there. Or I guess, let me just at least say, uh, Media Molecule didn't, clearly didn't understand what to do with this project. Okay. Yeah, they sure did not. <laughs> Let's get into what we're watching, what we're playing. All right. So I, um, after finishing, I don't know if I talked about, I'm pretty sure I talked about beating Resident Evil, did I? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You were about to beat it. You were about to. You were super close. I beat it. Absolutely loved it. It was such a great game. So much fun. I'd probably come back to it at some point if there were so many other games to play. But yeah, only great things to say about it. I, it as of right now, it's probably my favorite Resident Evil entry overall, just out of all of them. Remakes, originals, everything. I just thought it was so, so good. I absolutely love it. So yeah, I'll leave that there. Anyway, I started playing uh, Chia again. And um, when I first picked it back up, it was like a little disorienting because it had been, you know, at least a few weeks since I last played. Yeah. Um, but after playing for a good 20 minutes again, I was like right back into it. I, I just, this game is so, 
I love it. I just think it's so, first of all, it's so pretty. It's so good looking, right? The way they made the environments look, the characters. You can tell they really did take a real place and use the culture and the music and the visuals and everything and put it all into this game, which you can tell they put a lot of work onto it. It's really dumb that I didn't think about this before until yesterday. But uh-huh. this game is not like Breath of the Wild. You know what this game is like? Wind Waker. It's yeah. Wind Waker. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> the way the is, characters look, the way, the way they just... look, the way they move, you navigate. Um, it actually uh, made me learn more about. So there's a real place called Caledonia that I, I had never even heard of, to be yeah. honest. It's like, you know, east of Australia. And it, this game is based on people who live there. And they really it seems like they really did a lot of research with their music, their culture, their everything they do. Well, and they the people it making it are also from The people making it are from right? there too, yeah. which I think is cool. Like they really did it true to real life. And it just, it's so, like it just fits a video game so well. They did such a good job with it. But um, all that being said, the mechanics in the game are getting so fun now. Even just, at, so like you, at first, I didn't like that you kind of don't know where you are on the map at all times. And mm-hmm. it kind of takes a while to get places. But after a while, I kind of like let go of that. I, and then I just teleport into a rock and shoot it into the sky. And then shoot, teleport into the <laughs> rock again, and then shoot again, and then you slide down. It's like so much fun, you know. So yeah. um, I've I've been getting further. I'm probably more than halfway through the game now, and awesome. The story story is getting really interesting. I'm kind of liking where it's going. They have a lot of music uh, segments where, for whatever reason, everyone just grabs an instrument, starts playing. Yeah, it's it, always really it's chill. Very really cool. like Last of Us Part Two instrument. Yeah, 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 yeah. I let it. I let it. Um, not because it's hard, but I kind of want to see what's going on. I let it like autoplay, and I kind of just watch it. Let's vibe out with the music. I love that. I think it's really yeah, cool. So. Yeah, I think it's really fun. It's definitely a short game, from what I can tell. But yeah, so far... I but I think, think that only worked, does this right. game favors. I, I agree. I agree. I think it would overstay its welcome if it was too long. But yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm going to keep playing that. And then I have Theater of the Final Bar Line. I wrote that I beat it. <clears throat> now, technically, I did beat it. I didn't even expect to, by the way. I just saw the credits start rolling after I completed one more series. Okay. Um, but I guess it's because you reached a certain le- level of Rhythmia, which is like the currency you get in the game or whatever. You got plenty of songs to play because you got oh, yeah. hundreds. Yeah, I, I, mm. I have the whole, you know, top top collector's edition, whatever you want to call it. And I I think it was I would think it was 500 total, 502 or something like that. So I have been keeping uh, a list, right? And it has, you know, for each of these series, um, how much do I have left? So I have Final Fantasy IV, 13 left. Final Fantasy VII series, which is, you know, just a bunch of everything Final Fantasy VII, 14 left. Final Fantasy IX, 18. Final Fantasy X, 17. 11, 19. 12, 14. And then it says Final Fantasy thirteen series, 17. Final Fantasy fourteen, 25 songs left. Final Fantasy 15, 15 songs left. And Dissidia, 20 songs left. So total, I'm looking at like 150 songs left still. Something like that. Did you ever play Dissidia? Um, I played it for a bit. Not that much, but I played, I played it somewhat. Yeah, but I, I just played it a I've lot on PSP so, back in the day. I've done so many of the series that I really enjoyed. I've been jumping around um, ones that I'm familiar with, ones that I'm not as familiar with. I did all Final Fantasy VI. I loved it. Seven, loved it. Fourteen has so many songs. Where, yes, but how deep did you get again? I didn't even start fourteen yet. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm saving it. It's going to be one of the last ones I do. I'm interested because I think, and I'm just trying to figure out: is it my bias towards fourteen? Or is sure. the music just on some next level to the that previous? Yeah. I really think okay. it's like some of Final Fantasy's best work is up in that title. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. I, I can't wait to play it. I I think I've been approaching it like doing 
doing the the series that have less songs first. Okay. And I'm gonna save the ones with with a larger amount of songs for the end. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm gonna. The the game is fantastic. I mean, there's so many. I still have so many hours left to go with this game. You know, hundred something songs. I've been trying to. Every time I pick it up, I'll knock out like four or five songs in the series. You know. So. And yeah, that's it. I've been playing those two, and I guess coming up next is Horizon. So I'll be able to talk about that next week. Yeah. So me, I went on this whole big journey. I didn't know what to write here, so I'm just going to say it. But it revolves <laughs> okay. w- around one game. I did make a post about Dragon Quest V. Yes. So where where do I begin here? Um. Okay, <laughs> remember when I was burning all those games for Dreamcast? Yeah. And so when I was doing all of that, finding different Dreamcast gems, well, I was using this website, CD Romance, and they have a bunch of games to where it only came out in Japan, and they sort of have English translations for it and stuff like that. Well, I was like, hmm, I'm curious, PS2 ways. There's plenty of Japanese-only PS2 games, I'm sure of. Well, I know. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> let me start looking through and see what they are. And one of the first things I see is Dragon Quest V. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. Okay, so I was aware it was on DS. I was aware it was on mobile phones. But anytime I go back and play, like, DS JRPGs, I think they're pretty ugly. Like, a big one that I always think of is, like, the um, the GBA ones look so good. Uh, Golden Sun. But the mm-hmm. Golden Sun on DS looks so bad. And I, <laughs> I always thought these Dragon Quest games, like, 4, 5, 6... Just look bad. It just looks really rough and gross and like jackets all over the screen and like you can hardly make anything. It's like it's like smudge on top of super low res on top of <laughs> jackies and it's just <laughs> disgusting to look at for me. So um I always had an issue with that. Anyway, so I see this PS2 and I'm like, whoa, I've always wanted to play this game, especially because Weirdly, my kid's favorite like animated thing to watch on Netflix is Dragon Quest Your Story. It's so good. I've watched it so many times with him. I'd say like four times. He's probably seen it like 15, 20 times. But he loves this film. And uh, so I've seen it playing times over. And I'm like, well, I know the story. Is that going to ruin it? Because now I know how it ends and all that. But the movie has this weird big twist at the end that's not even from the game they do this like hmm. meta on drag quest as a whole right at the end so i technically don't know exactly how it sort of normally ends so maybe this could be in my benefit anyway so i see this i've always wanted to play because Dragon quest 8 was the first dragon quest i really liked and the only reason i even got it is because it came with a final fantasy 12 demo that was final fantasy fanatic right i played previous dragon quest technically like i've saw them here and there i always thought they looked really like bad compared to what Final Fantasy was doing and looked a lot more like generic and basic or so I just thought from the outside in but I eventually played 8 way after the fact after playing 12 and all that and ended up really really enjoying it and I totally get the appeal now and then so like when 9 came out I tried for a little bit but it was just like online co-op stuff I couldn't find people to play with so then I jumped, 10's like, what, an MMO? So I'm lost there. I'm like, oh, I really want to get into a Dragon Quest since 8. And 11, like, won me over. One of the best JRPGs I've ever played. I put it up there with, like, Persona 5 and Dragon Quest 11 are, like, the two to play from last gen of just incredible titles. And they're even better on current hardware. And everyone should play those two titles, you know? It's, like, up there with, like, Death Stranding for me. 
I start up this Dragon Quest V because I see PS2 while I'm playing emulation. I put it on my Steam Deck, higher the resolution, make everything look good. I have a little like speed toggle so I can do it times two, times three battles and all of that. So nice. And I'm playing through this and it's completely winning me over. And it's really cool because like Harry Potter, for example, you know, when you watch the films and you're like, man, the book went way more in depth on this and this and this. Right. Well, when I watch the film and then I'm playing the game, I'm like, dang, I'm six hours into this game. Fighting monsters aside, I'd be like three or four hours, and I've saw so much content. The film was only like what two hours at most, and I'm like, I'm seeing so many pockets I had no idea took place because I only saw the movie of side of it all, and mm. uh, so it's just reminded me of like Harry Potter of like man, reading it really does draw a way bigger picture than what this oh, movie yeah. could ever do, and uh, no, so it's cool does. getting some weird like okay, I saw the movie now I'm playing the game version of it. And this game is great. And, you know, it connects back to the very beginning of the episode. And you're talking about, oh, it's cool. The generations of the hiking with all of y'all. You got the son, the brother, all that. And so this game, the premise is you start off. It literally starts as you being born. They name the character, right? Right. Then uh, a few minutes in, you're real little. You're a kid. I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere up in there. And later on in the game, you're now like late teen, early 20s. And then later on in the game, um, your son is like the main person. And so like it it brings it from like you being a baby to you having your own kid and your own kid being the the main character. And it just sort of goes through the generations in a really, really cool way. And it's... I mean, it's Dragon Quest, and if you've ever played any Dragon Quest game, you know just, like, the writing's always, like, really incredible, but also really funny. There's a lot of jabs, stuff like that, and this game is... In the movie, it never went in depth on, like, oh, I found my pet, but I never understood how I got him necessarily or what was so important. It was, like, a three-hour detour just on getting my pet and how important it was in the game. And I was, I'm like, wow, I'm a lot more attached to this pet because of the journeys I had to take to get it. I had to go to this castle, wipe out all these ghosts out of here. Apparently there's a bunch of ghosts in this castle because some demons went and literally killed everyone in the castle because they didn't have any children there to play with. So they just kill everyone in the whole thing. And so (laughs) they're not afraid to go dark, but yet they can still be really light and funny as well. And it's just so I, the charm is just incredible. It's up there with when I was playing eight and 11 on like, wow, even five is this great. And it's like, has Dragon Quest just always been this phenomenal? And I've just never seen it, you know, now <laughs> you go and play some NES ones and that's where it's like, no, okay, this is, this is real, real, real rude rudimentary here. But I'd say super Nintendo and on for sure. Like they, they really understand storytelling really well. And it kind of, it feels like it gives me that, like, it's like Final Fantasy, but mixed with, like, Zelda. It's like a good blend of, like, Zelda and Final Fantasy. Because Zelda always has that, like, they will do serious bits within a Zelda game. But most of it is, like, just charming music, charming visuals, and more in this, like, well, the person who does Dragon Quest is, like, the Dragon Ball artist. So just, like, seeing vibrant art on top of the cool character design and monster design and all that. Like, it really elevates it up than just... It does a lot of things Final Fantasy just doesn't do. 
And Final Fantasy is a lot more of like Final Fantasy is a lot more like cinematic. Where Dragon Quest is a lot it more is, like yeah. playing Zelda or something. And that's that's a good way I can put distinguish the two. I've always wanted to get into these games. For whatever reason, I never really never really did. But um yeah. that last one always had my interest, you know. Yeah, five is blown me away and how great it is, especially because it's technically pulling from a Super Nintendo game. Um, but Dragon Quest Eleven for sure. If you just gotta go to one, go to that one. It's phenomenal. Same with like Persona. Okay. You might as well just play Persona Five. <laughs> anyway, uh, just had to go into that, and uh, let's get into new game watch, and we'll be out of here. Big right. stuff here. Here, here we come. Oh boy! Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. I'm having a big thing here. I'm like, do I get this or do I get Mega Man Battle Network? Right. I don't know. I want both. It's tough call. Tough really call. bad, but uh, I don't want to be getting. Uh, they both are just a collection <laughs> of like older games I really want to play through. But yeah, that's gonna be. I don't know. Anyway, and that came out like a few days uh, prior to um, our recording here. And I, I think I'm going to go Battle Network route just because, I don't know, I'm playing through 6, I'm back into it, I caught up to the part where in the podcast they were, now I'm going along with them where they're at in the podcast I was listening to, going gotcha. to deep dive in the game, so now I'm starting it back up, and yes, the world is literally about to change, I don't know how or what, but I can clearly uh, see it coming. Can't wait, okay. So, anyway, um, but these Pixel Remasters are hitting, and man, like some of the best games ever made six of them yeah. all in one collection it's one really, pa- really one package. cool yep anyway and then next here horizon forbidden west Ooh, burning boom. shores april 19th now this is ps5 only the it original is. game was ps4 ps5 but this expansion is ps5 only so know that i'm excited it seems like they're it seems like they're doing a lot more with the new tech yeah, in this yeah. one i was watching is... the latest trailer they were showing a new enemy and stuff it mm-hmm. looks cool. It looks cool. Uh, Coffee Talk Episode 2. Hibiscus and Butterfly. All platforms. Yes. April 20th. I have no idea We're what waiting that is. for this. <laughs> <laughs> Lost Epic. Switch April 20th. Advance Wars 1 and 2. Reboot Camp. Finally. It's finally here. April 21st. Finally See, here's the thing. Do I just get this Advance Wars and say F it to the other games I've already played before? That's kind of what so. I want to do. That's kind of what I want to do. Now, I know Advance Wars is also old collection thing. But I never actually played these games outside of just oh, trying so it out go. for a few hours. So I made it. There, there's my answer. I'm going Advance Wars go. one and two. That's what I'm doing. Perfect. Now here's Perfect. the thing: Zelda's about to come out. This comes out April 21st. Set of paying seventy. Then what? This collection, I think, is full price. Maybe. Um, I could get that little ticket. You know, you get two games. With oh, the ticket. oh yes, yes, yes. And it would save me like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah, why not? Uh might do that. All right. Uh Dead Island 2, all platforms. Even Stadia, even though Stadia's canceled, so no one more. Um Dead Island 2, April 21st. I'm actually thinking this looks pretty good, but I got too much to play. I can't be can't be messing around with Dead Island. After Image, all platforms, April 25th. Strayed Lights. All platforms April 25th, and then Desta, the memories between April 26th, Switch and PC. Now, Dead Island 2, maybe reviews are popping up. Do we know? Have have any popped up? I haven't seen any yet. No, not yet, not yet. Not yet, okay. 
We got four days to release. It may be one of those to where they wait till the last possible minute. Also, real quick, I don't know why I just thought about this, but I guess it's because the review talks itself. Resident Evil 4. They hold off on the microtransactions till after the reviews oh, come yeah. out. <laughs> and then here you go. Hey, maybe you want to buy this thing to kind of so you don't have to replay on professional. You could just kind of immediately unlock some stuff. Yeah, I, I find this weird, but it doesn't bother me nearly as much only because it's only affecting yourself in a single player game. I still think it's a weird move. However, I would be much more. I mean, I agree about... completely. I think exactly the same thing. It's a single player game. Yeah. You buy it. if you want it, buy. It. If you don't, don't buy. It. It's as simple as that. Right. It's not right. affecting other people. Do what you want. It's still just like eh, take. It still takes some of the steam out of it. it still right. takes like it's still not a good look because mm. you still are not. You're tempting people to play the game the wrong way. They're not really. I mean, part of the fun of Resident Evil Four is like. You know, let the me go play ability. Yeah. And also, like, let me let me kill these extra guys, even though I can run past them because I want to get a treasure from them or do this or do that. Now I'm going to be tempted to like, well, I could just pay like three bucks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not have to redo all this. But eh, it's weird, yeah. but it's not a big deal. Well, I guess my biggest deal is the fact that they just, I don't know, slipped it in after the fact. Like, if you're going to do it, at least do it at release. Now you just look shady. Yeah, that that much I agree with. <laughs> yeah. Why not just throw it in there? You know? uh, did the same, what, the <laughs> Crash, the Crash, the Crash uh, Racing game totally did that. Right after reviews dropped, oh, now we'll put in the microtransactions. Even though they said many times that they weren't going to do microtransactions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's the old now, tale. Did Capcom claim to not doing microtransactions? They may have not even brought it up. I don't know. Um, honestly, I don't. It'd be pretty bad if they were championing that. Like, we're oh, not yeah. going to do microtransactions, and then drop. We're it not anyway. like these other companies. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do microtransactions. Microtransactions. Yeah, I don't think they ever even acknowledged it. So. Okay. All right. Well, if that's it uh, for you, that's it for me. Yeah, man. Zelda, I'm gonna try to get some Zelda, Gia for back to work. I know I cannot believe we're this Oof. close. Can't wait. Get that seventy dollar DLC. Alright. <laughs> Till next time. I'll see you guys. Later, guys. Bye.